3: It's the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios
4: on WTIC, News Talk
3: 1080. Yeah, yeah, it's WTIC. Bob, Bob Stefanowski is here, and uh, we were just laughing because Anthony was having a wrestling match with the headphones them up for Bob, and then Bob picked them up and had reproduced your thing. Pull that microphone over. What are you drinking, coffee? Tea. Just pull those. Uh, you're not hearing through the headphones. Yeah. Well, if if you talk into the microphone, you will hear you. <laughs> yes. Wait. Maybe not. Maybe Technical not. detail. We oh yeah. go,
5: we're good. We go. We're good to go.
3: <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. We're totally disorganized. Happy but Friday. Bob is here. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Friday to you.
5: So, uh, what have you been up to? Been doing a lot of uh, a lot of campaigning. I usually do at least three or four spots um, a day. And we we were talking earlier, Todd. It it just feels different this time. And I know you can get, you know, kind of surprised by the, or, or fooled by the roar of the crowd. But um, for example, we were at the Puerto Rico day parade in uh, Bridgeport a couple weeks ago and governor Lamont was a couple booths ahead of me. And I had people, I had more people coming up to me than were coming up to governor Lamont. And, and what the people that were coming up to me are saying, well, this is the first time we've seen the governor since he ran last time. And he comes around every four years, makes a bunch of promises. Wait, and where, where was that period? This was in uh, Bridgeport.
3: In Br- Bridgeport's been saying that from the beginning. Yeah, I
5: mean, Amy and I have probably been to Bridgeport 50 times. Uh, Amy probably 100 times. Um, handing out masks, working with the Orchid Boys and Girls Club, uh, doing things in town, and um, terrific people there. And, and you know, they're not against Republicans, but but all they ever hear from is Democrats. And they say, we never see a Republican. We don't like the way things are being handled. We don't like... Um, how the government is treating us but uh... we don't we never see the alternative so i am really optimistic um, not just for me but about all the, the conservative candidates because because the government has not helped any of these big cities they've been in control of them for forty years all they've done is create a sense of dependency and and we're going to create jobs we're going to create opportunities for people we're going to get the money straight to the community and we're going to give people a sense of independence. I don't want people reliant on me as governor. I want them to be able to to do what they want to do, raise their family, have a safe environment, and and prosper in Connecticut. And and that's what we're going to do.
3: So uh, do you, I've been telling people you would take phone calls. Absolutely, yeah. All right, let's invite people then to call in 8605-229842. If you have a question for Bob Stefanowski, he's here. Call in, ask it. We've been, uh, you know, people have been saying, when are you going to have Bob here for questions? And and <laughs> now here he is. Here I and am. And Anthony was making a list. Did you have a question you want to kick it off, Anthony, with one of your questions? I don't know. Anthony was part of that deal, but <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I, I mean, this is just more of a general question. But one of the most, um, I guess, top of mind questions I had were, what is your strategy to get to younger voters? I mean, I know obviously even Democrats have an issue getting to younger voters, but how do you think um, you could get to the young people of Connecticut and make them realize uh, how to care here and, and why they should want to vote for someone like you?
5: Great question from a young person like you, um, Anthony. And I don't know, I don't understand half of these social media tools that people are on, but clearly yeah, um, sure. that's a good one. Um, we've been going around to some of the colleges. I, I You know, what I hear, it would be good to get your view, Anthony, but what I hear is um, young people, they want vibrant cities. Um, they want things that they can go to do. I, I've got three daughters and, you know, when they wanna go see a concert, they drive right by Hartford and they go up to Boston or they drive right by Bridgeport on their way to New Haven. They want job opportunities. They want places where they can apply their skills. Um, they want lower taxes. They they wanna be able to afford to buy a house if they want to. And none of those things really have progressed in Connecticut over the last four years. And And I think if we can do that, uh, we're going to be able to keep them here.
3: it's kind of a shame, so if you're thinking about a city and what people want from the city, what young people want they want jobs they want to they want that city to be Manhattan or to be Boston, and packed full of a vibrant new economy economy Yep. I mean I'm old I grew up in
5: New Haven. I'm almost old enough to remember the New Haven Coliseum. Uh, we had the Beach Boys play there. We had professional soccer. there were a couple of years where the Giants were there. Um, and it just creates a different environment, a different buzz. And, and, and I think young people deserve that. And there's no reason we can't have it if, if, if we plan ahead and we do the right thing. But Connecticut, we've wasted so many money. Think about it, Todd. We got $6 billion, $6 billion with a B from the federal government from COVID. I, I don't know about you, but I'm not seeing a lot of improvement from that.
3: All right, let's grab a phone call for you, Robert. This is Nick in Wallingford. Hi, Nick.
4: Hello. It's a privilege to talk to this candidate, I'm telling you, he's a great asset to the effort. Well, to- you're talking to him.
3: You're, you can go right past me and direct to Thank me, you, Nick. your question, to Bob.
6: Sure. Um, we have a truck tax coming up. This affects everybody from your landscaper to your snowplow contractor to your dump truck hauler, okay, to your tractor-trailer operators that deliver the products necessary, from, for example, from United Concrete to all the uh, infrastructure projects. We're going to get taxed for driving on the roads where we're paying taxes through income and property taxes to build. This is getting out of control. And it's just, it's effective January 1st, 2023. What are your thoughts to get rid of this to help us out, please?
5: Well, I've already come out publicly, Nick, and said we should repeal it, cancel it, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was that, The truck tax was Governor Lamont's... Um, second prize for not getting tolls done when he didn't get tolls done because people of connecticut rightfully stood up pat sasser and others with no toll ct um, they put this one in through the back door and you hear different cost estimates but the latest one i heard was ninety million dollars and you know truckers are not going to absorb that they're going to pass it down in the price of goods and and it's going to raise your grocery prices and it's going to raise your your uh, school clothes for kids and 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 it's not right so we're going to cancel it when we win. And, and I think we got to bring some relief to the people of Connecticut. This governor won't do it. We should also be, um, at least for a while, repealing the diesel tax. Governor Absolutely. Lamont raised diesel tax on July 1st. Think about that for a minute. We're in the highest gas prices in the history of man. And he wakes up on July 1st and says, okay, I think I'm going to raise the taxes. It's crazy what's going on out there.
4: Well, thanks,
3: Thank you, Nick. Thank Good you, to Nick. hear from you. appreciate it. 8605 Call if you've got a question for Bob Stefanowski. Beverly in Glastonbury. Hi, Beverly.
2: Hi, how are you? Hi, um, Beverly. My, my question for Bob is asking him when we had the COVID and a lot of people voted by absentee ballot. How come on the absentee ballot there's no identification being done? As far as who the person is when they um, send in their application?
5: Yeah, so I, I think you have to start, Beverly, with everyone um, who's here and has a right to vote. We should make it as easy as possible. The, the problem with Connecticut is we don't have certain of the basic controls that you need signature verification, for example, um, showing some sort of real ID um, when you get to the polling station. Our voter rolls are incredibly inaccurate. When when Denise Merrill sent out absentee applications to every potential voter in Connecticut, so they sent it to everybody, whether you wanted to vote by absentee or not, I forget the number, but it was hundreds of thousands that came back saying, return to Senator, no one lives here, they moved. Now the normal thing would be to update the voter rolls for that. Denise Merrill in her infinite wisdom said, we're not going to update the voter rolls. So, you know, you have tens, if not hundreds of thousands, and some towns are very good at this. When they get a death certificate, they update the voter rolls. Some towns aren't. So my number one priority when I get in, and we are going to win, it's not if, it's when, is to make these voter rolls accurate and have signature verification. And then once you have the proper controls in place, then you can start to make it easier. But right now, the fundamental basis on which we vote in Connecticut, we know is inaccurate and we need to get it right. Because of uh, because
3: they aren't doing the updating. of The voter rolls are,
5: I mean, how many people did you talk to, uh, Beverly, when, when applications were sent out? My son moved five years ago, but he got
3: an application. Yeah, Beverly's gone, but, uh, but I, I, we heard plenty of those stories about yeah. people who live in apartment buildings, and they're talking about all the different uh, envelopes that are there for right. names that don't exist. <laughs> and it's
5: not right. This is a serious thing. And again, everybody eligible should should make it as easy as possible. But it is. we need more control around it, and uh, hopefully we get a Republican
3: Secretary of State in there who can help. That'd be nice. It would be Dan in yes. Winstead. Hi, Dan.
7: Oh, hi. Thanks for uh, taking my call. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Hi, I Dan. A, Bob, I've got a problem with the Department of Labor, which started a year ago. I'm self-employed. The state of Connecticut approved my pandemic unemployment assistance and then ceased it within a week. Uh, after receiving to receive one week of benefits with no reason whatsoever over the course of the next nine months. They went so far as to ask for additional material every three or four months. Uh, So far, the most unusual request was for me to provide proof within 48 hours in an email given to me on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I had 48 hours to come up with proof that I had COVID, only with proof of a lab test would they say that, okay, you qualify for this program, which obviously isn't a requirement. And I'm um, telling you this because you know, I don't think I'm the only person who's experiencing problems with this particular department. And I uh, emphasize the uh, need and desire I hope you have to do a thorough audit, um, something that's not right down in the Department of Labor.
5: Well, Dan, first of all, I'm sorry that, that you're encountering that. I think the, the two priorities for me are going to be, number one, to get the right commissioners. Every one of these departments is a little business, and some of them aren't little. Mm-hmm. Um, in and of itself, and I'm going to hold those commissioners accountable. Number one for customer service. Taxpayers are the customer here. Residents of Connecticut are the customer. We should be treating them just like Walmart or McDonald's or anybody else treats their customer. We should be treating right. them as well as we can. And Bob, then, the, can I make a, a yeah. real quick
7: follow-up uh, yeah. statement? Today? Sure. I actually appealed to the State of Connecticut uh, Department of Labor Appeals Division on Naugatuck Avenue, Waterbury, and after waiting for a hearing for five months. The Department of Labor remanded my hearing, so they just canceled it and denied me flat out. So I've got one organization working with another organization against me. Then I had to apply again, and now I was kicked to the end of the list and still waiting. It's been 15 months now, and it's been kind of a you know it's a long time hearing.
5: I just wonder, you know. Well, I mean, think about it this way: if any company acted like the state of Connecticut to the tech, if any company treated their customers like the state of Connecticut treats us and we're the state's customers, they'd be out of business in a week. You know, how many times have you called in and waited hours on a phone, and then it gets cut off? To your point, Dan, waiting months for for a check that you should have received. The governor just clicked over to a new unemployment system. People didn't get checks. They had to take money out of the bank to pay their rent. We treat residents horribly. And when I'm
3: governor, we're going to realize we are up there serving you. You are the customer. I like what you were saying from the point of view of... If The benefit of the doubt should go to the customer, i.e. the person who paid the taxes to create this agency. We're paying their salaries.
5: They work for us. It's gotten backwards in Connecticut. We don't work for them. They work for us, and they better start doing it right. Otherwise, we're going to start replacing commissioners and making some changes. Now, there are a lot of great departments. You hear that the DMV has improved, and there's some great departments. But that's why we're going to audit them all, find out which ones are efficient, and find out which ones are not, and then make some changes.
3: Bob Stefanowski is here. Call in and hop on the line if you'd like to ask him a question. 860-522-9842. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yes, we have Bob Stefanowski here, eight six zero five two two nine eight four two, Robert in Cheshire, hi. Gentlemen, good afternoon.
6: Uh, Bob, I, I've heard your comments about individual, individual rights in the Constitution, and that's exactly right. What we have is a governor right now that doesn't recognize that the Constitution of Connecticut is one of the strongest constitutions in there, thereby letting... Denise Merrill under the cover of COVID executive powers send out, I think it was 2.2 million pieces of mail, 200,000 were returned, cost us as taxpayers $8.1 million for those unsolicited absentee ballots. I love the fact that you commented on that. I wanted to ask you one quick question about affordability. The per capita uh, head, uh, charge uh, against the budget in Connecticut is something on the order of six thousand eight hundred dollars against our 23 or 24 billion dollar budget as a comparison new hampshire is about four thousand five hundred dollars per head uh, it shows me that they know how to run a government and they know how to recognize the dollars are coming from the taxpayers would you like to comment on that
5: yeah you make uh, great points bob I, I had the governor governor sununu of new hampshire came up a few weeks ago um they have no sales tax and no income tax <laughs> and and the economy is booming over there so we've taken connecticut I, people can look up the laffer curve we are now taxing people to the to the point where people are leaving the economy is declining and if we can lower that tax rate and it's not just the income tax it's the sales tax it's the property tax it's the car tax that governor lamont said he was going to cut and then lo and behold everybody gets their car bill in july and the number went up <laughs> he, this he's the only person i can imagine that's that actually is advertising that he's going to cut the car tax and it goes up i don't know how you do that but but to your point bob we got to get this economy in order it starts with with spending um it starts with being more efficient and this is not about laying a ton of people off in fact many of these departments are understaffed but it's being smarter with our money, just like a business would run it. This is a $24 billion budget every year. It's a big business. Governor Lamont has never run a big business. He had a small cable company, so I'm not surprised he's failing, but we need some serious leadership skills. We need some serious discipline, accountability, and and I've worked in troubled businesses my whole life. This, This is not that different a challenge than what I faced at many companies, and we can do it. We can do it by winning, By winning the ticket and by bringing in a good set of commissioners that know what they're doing and 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 Bob that's what we're gonna do we're gonna win this election we're gonna turn the state around
6: well that's a great comment and and one quick comment if I may one other
5: go ahead Robert
6: the the, uh, my observation is that Biden is a failed president and I think most of the press uh, agrees with that most of the country agrees with that Lamont tied himself so tightly to the federal government or to Cuomo or to somebody else where he thinks somebody else has a better idea that this man has no creativity he has no leadership and what we're seeing from you and your campaign is a sense of responsibility accountability and leadership thank you very much for what you're doing
5: thank you Robert Robert, thanks for the call the other thing Todd did you notice uh, uh, the First Lady came out the other day yeah uh, she was in town yeah now do you think So she's out stumping with Governor Lamont. We can talk about it after the break, but he's clearly worried. He wouldn't be attacking me on TV like he is if he wasn't. Did one reporter ask him whether he was going to have the president out to stump for him? Mm. No one. No one asked him that
3: question. You're suggesting the the shoes uh, don't fit the same. (laughs) No, you think I would
5: have been asked that question? (laughs) Absolutely. Nobody even bothers to
3: ask him. President's
5: got a a, 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 a 36% approval rating in Connecticut, and Governor Lamont was the first governor in the entire country to endorse Joe Biden. So he is tied to him at the Mm. hip, and we're going to hold him accountable.
3: Yeah, the the media uh, has a double standard, it seems. Bob Stefanowski is here. We're taking your questions. More After News on WTIC. Is something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh yes, Bob Steph is here. And if you want to talk to him, you can, 8605-229-842. Is this all right? You getting worn out, Bob, or you have some more energy? No, I'm loving this. Oh, good, okay. Nice and cool in the studio. It is comfortable in here. Don't you love when you walk outside and it feels like you just stepped into a walk-in oven (laughs) instead of a walk-in fridge? (laughs) I know. It's good to be here. Oh, it's so intense, the heat. It's a glorious thing this time of year. All right, let's see. Uh, We've got Peter in Old Saybrook. Hello, Peter. Hello, Um, I have a question for Bob
8: concerning the uh, long-established and long-signed agreement between the state and uh, state retirees, the ones who are already retired. Um, Does he he think that... uh,
3: You can talk to him directly. Yeah. Hey, Peter.
8: Hi. Uh, Do you feel as though that is sustainable and that it should be ratified, or do you think the state should try now to modify a long signed agreement and back it off and back it down. What are the retirees, uh, you know, to expect when they retired on the expectation of a certain monthly, uh, pension check, can the state reduce that or change the benefits? Well, I think what would yeah. your plan be?
5: Well, I don't think we should be, uh, touching the retirement savings of, of, uh, people currently retired, I mean, rightly or wrongly. Um, People that worked for the state for a long time were promised that benefit. They had other options that they could have gone to work for other places. They faithfully paid into it. Um, And I think we need to protect it. And, you know, when I was in the corporate sector, I never got paid a bonus and said, no, it's too much, or got paid a salary increase and said, no, it's too much. Unfortunately, a variety of governors, including, in fairness, some Republican governors, haven't funded that plan enough. So one of the things we need to do is prospectively try to make it cheaper. And there are already tiers of state employees, so they tried to do that. And then I think on an optional basis, if you could give people an option to flip into a 401k plan um, and not be dependent on on the current defined benefit plan, we can look at that. But, but I do think the priority of the governor, people are counting on that money. They did what they needed to do. Um, we need to make sure that that money is there for their savings. But but there is a problem, to your point, Peter, because it's been vastly
3: underfunded.
8: Yes, for years.
3: It has. Are you one of those workers, Peter?
8: I was, yeah. I've been retired now for 10 years.
3: What but, do you uh, think should happen?
8: Well, I agree with Bob, which is um, that no one held a gun to any legislator's head to make them sign that agreement. They signed it with their eyes wide open, and it included them, by the way. And now um, people retired or worked and chose a retirement date based on certain numbers. And to then, once they retire, to say, oh, by the way, you're not going to get that, you're going to get less, is like cheating. So I think that uh, the state signed it, you know, willingly with both eyes open. they consenting adult, you know, pre-act indeed, and they should uh, now live up to it.
3: Peter, thank you.
8: I agree, I agree that he says that the or says that there are steps now, and that new employees are getting a different retirement. I think that is also correct. But the ones who spent thirty-five years under a certain agreement, you can't change it now.
3: Peter, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Should there be a? I don't understand why there are still these types of retirements being offered as opposed to anybody hired today why are they going into a pension program instead of a, uh, a a retirement scheme that would match what is available in the public sector
5: yeah well i think they flipped a lot of people to a 401k but to your point every corporation did away with defined benefit plans years ago for exactly this reason is they they all end up being underfunded at some point but but to Peter's point, I, I, I don't think it's fair to be messing with people who are currently retired who, who are counting on it and, and paid into it religiously. If it's a new employee, you know if they don't like the offer, they can go work somewhere else. So yeah, I think you got to look at it going prospectively. People make their own decisions and, and we got to try to live up to it. Um, but um, as you know, Todd, a lot of it is dependent on the stock market because part of that plan is funded. And I can only imagine what that obligation is going to look like the next time they calculate it because the market's down massively this year. So, um, it is a problem. We got to chip away at that liability. We got to do things going forward
3: prospectively, but we need to, we need to protect the people that are retired. 860522 WTIC Scott and Vernon. Hi, Scott. You're on with Bob Stefanowski. Hi,
8: hey Bob. Uh, last time, uh, uh, late in the, your campaign, uh, that evening, uh, of the vote, uh, You are leading, and the TV station announced that they uh, expected Lamont to win because all the final results have not come in from New Haven, Bridgeport, and Hartford. And those areas uh, historically vote more Democrat, uh, most likely because they're all used to handouts. So how are you going to battle that big problem in the
5: voting booth? Well, there's a couple of things number one is 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 to spend time um in the cities which i've done we mentioned earlier i've probably been to bridgeport 50 times in the last four years um, number two is republicans we need to do better on the absentee ballots There there were a lot of elections in 2020 where the republican won at the box but the absentees came in and they lost and and i'm not going to break the rules at all we're going to stay fully compliant but Democrats are very, very good at getting the absentee ballot vote out, and and within the rules of the law, we got to do the same. The third thing is the you know the party itself, the CTGOP, really needs to have some sort of program around election day operations, and making sure that the people are there to to, to make sure the process works. Last time around, if you, you may recall, in 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 Yukon, they were putting kids on buses. And some of the kids were saying, "Well, I'm already registered in Ohio," and and the answer was, "Well, don't worry about it. They can't, they can't trace Connecticut, so just do it again." We filed an injunction that night and and, and shut that practice down. So um, I think we got to be all over all of those three things, and and I got to do better in the towns themselves. I don't think I'm going to win Bridgeport, but I guarantee you, I may win Bridgeport. But I guarantee you, we're going to get more votes in Bridgeport than we did last time, thousands more.
8: Well, I'll be praying for you, but prayer is not enough
3: yes <laughs> you, do more give him money
8: <laughs> work for
3: him thank you peter prayers help too scott all right oh, thanks. i'm sorry scott thanks scott Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. yeah prayers are good they help they're good yep. frank and woodbridge hi frank
4: good good afternoon bob if you become governor will you promise me one thing you're not going to walk around with three bodyguards because a man who walks around with bodyguards bobs destroys people and he's a coward so promise me, you know, you won't well, walk around with three bodyguards. Show me that. How, how
3: many is he allowed?
4: None. You don't need Zero. any bodyguards in Connecticut. It's a very safe state. The governor said a thousand times. So why do you need a bodyguard?
3: Yeah, he even promised he was going to drive himself around. Remember that yeah, old car?
4: Today, <laughs> he won't leave his house without three
3: bodyguards. Uh,
5: it, it, it's <laughs> funny you ask that because uh, it's a sad story. Well, scary story. The uh, the the governor, Republican candidate in New York. Um, was almost knifed last night. Somebody came at him with a knife. So I got a call from one of the news stations, literally as I I was driving up here, they said, what are you going to do to enhance your security? I said, well, right now I'm driving in my Ford Ranger with nobody else in the car. I'm not doing anything. I want to be close to the people and hear what people have to say. If it gets dangerous at some point, I'll I'll look at it. But I I want to be out amongst people talking to people. I'm not... You know, I, I think a lot of it with politicians is it looks they want to look important. They're not worried about their safety, but they love the black out SUV and the five people and all the lights. And it makes them feel important. I don't really want to feel important. I want to do the right thing for the people. Of Connecticut fixes state. I I don't I don't care about all this other stuff. It
3: really is a sad thing that people think in those terms that they they might be forced to where their safety. They don't feel they can safely campaign and. Uh, campaigning is is um, an important part of the process you know people need to have contact
5: you know what i love the most of the parades because you can really walk along that route and 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 talk run up to people and and look the kids in the eye and and hand them a sticker and i I really love that type of stuff and and to to frank's point if you got three bodyguards around you every time you do that it's very intimidating i would hope it never gets to the point where i need that
3: yeah that would be a bummer Uh, steve's calling from springfield hello steve Oh,
2: hi. How you doing? Um, it, it, uh, Bob's there, right? Yeah. No, no. He left a couple <laughs> hours ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, no. well, that's fine. Steve, um, I'm here. The, the, um, yeah, the the question I kind of have, um, I mean, the question I was going to ask him... Uh, yeah, he's right here, do,
3: Steve. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, Steve.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well, the, well, the thing is, um, Bob seems like a really nice guy um, and everything, but... Um, there was a verse of scripture that popped into my head that the, the good shepherd uh, takes care of the sheep, but the hireling who, um, who cares not for the sheep when the wolf shows up, he flees. And I, I hope Bob is the kind of a Republican that is going to fight back, because sometimes it's not a matter of political debate. When you've got a party that is actually destroying people's lives and, and, and destroying people, you, you you can't just okay we're we're going to have you get the premise,
3: Steve. What's the question?
2: The 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 question is I hope he's that kind of a Republican.
5: Steve, we're going to be tough. I mean, one of the things I've I've realized cuz it feels very different than 2018, there are people out there waiting for this election to decide whether they're going to stay in Connecticut or not. There are people mm-hmm. out there on fixed income that can't afford, you know, to buy food. I am going to be absolutely all over this election. I cannot wait to debate Ned Lamont. I I wish I could debate him this afternoon, because 90% of the nonsense he's got out there on TV, whether it's an attack of me or him glowing that he somehow lowered taxes when they're going up, we're going to come at him hard, we're going to come at him with facts, and we're going to win this election, Steve. There is no lack of passion around this election. I owe it to myself, I owe it to my family, and I owe it to the people of Connecticut to win this Thing. It's the best opportunity Republicans had in my lifetime, and we are not going to let it slip by.
3: It's funny though that um, that people take your mild mannered personality and, well, don't, and don't look at your I resume. Did, uh, like I don't see how you can get to be a corporate CEO of big organizations or a chief financial officer of a big bank. How how do you do that if you're a pushover. Well, talk to my staff about how tough
5: I am when when things aren't going how we want. I start, you know, I always start friendly. I start calm, but I'm telling you, this governor has done things that are absolutely unconscionable to the people of Connecticut. The fact that he can get up every morning, look in the mirror, and know that people are struggling to buy food and groceries and gas, and he's sitting on a three and a half billion dollar budget surplus, which is tax money that he took from us that he doesn't need, and he goes among his day not worrying about it and bragging about stopping global warming today what the hell is going on with this guy we're going to correct it we're going to get this state
3: back on track and we're going to win this election Eight six zero we're going to pause for a moment but we'll take more questions for bob stefanowski coming up To the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on
4: WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: Yeah, Bob's here. Who should we go to next? Let's see who's next in line. It's Ken and Tolland. Hi, Ken. How you doing? You're on with Bob. Hello, Ken.
4: Hi, hi, Bob. Uh, I heard you say before that you're going to look into each uh aspect of the government, see where the waste is. Yes. Okay. I want you to get on a bunch of these Connecticut Transit 55 foot long buses. Everybody's favorite <laughs> waste.
3: <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Uh,
4: they they all have tinted windows so no one can see that no one rides on them, especially The one where I see every day, every hour, even Sunday morning at 8 o'clock, nobody rides on them. It goes from Tallinn to Yukon, and it can't even turn around at Yukon. It has to go into the shopping center to turn around. But I've noticed all over the state, these buses, no one rides on them. The state could buy a station wagon for this work but it's just absolutely ridiculous the government talks about greenhouse gases and polluting the air they're mostly all diesel buses they're wearing the road zone they're costing taxpayers millions and millions of dollars
5: well you're exactly right and uh, people say people will tell me well it's too hard to fix Connecticut I don't think it's too hard we just have to start using some common sense and and I believe the buses are all free so it's not like we're charging too much. You, you have free buses roaming around, and they're still empty. We have over 350 taxes in the state of Connecticut, and about half of them cost more to collect than they deliver in, in, in revenue. For example, there's a tax on items in vending machines. Really? So Yeah. So let's get rid of half of those taxes day one. They cost more than, than, than they bring in. It's an administrative nightmare. It's frustrating to the people who have to pay it. So is it going to be hard to turn around Connecticut? Yeah, somewhat. But there are some very basic common th- sense themes. You know, Governor Lamont just hired a disinformation director for $150,000 a year. That's the number.
4: That
3: one fifty is unreal.
5: I mean, I, that goes immediately. I mean, the day I win the election, I'll call that person and say, you better start packing your bags. Why do I need to pay somebody $150,000 to tell me what's true and what's not true? Isn't that the foundation of America that you're able to make those decisions yourself? without having government tell you what they are, and
3: then, salt to the wound, having to pay for it with your tax dollars. A lot of people interpret, we just have a minute, but you have said you're gonna audit all yeah. the state agencies, and people take that as an attack on, Absolutely on government not. or state workers. There are
5: some state agencies that I'm sure run perfectly well, and maybe a lot of these agencies are understaffed, and we need to find ways to recruit it, but it's all, call it best practices. What are the best practices amongst those agencies? Where can we be more efficient? And, and and where can we do things that give better customer service? It should be like any company out there. The only reason any state employee should be threatened is if they're collecting uh, money and, and sleeping all week. If they're doing their job <laughs> and they're doing what they're being asked to do, you know, we should pay them more. So it's all about having the right people with the right resources to get the job done. And I can't wait to be governor, Ted, to, to start making this change.
3: I suspect, we don't have time to get into it, but, but the, um, you know, what's going on now with the um, unemployment system? Oh when the governor announces it's all been fixed and then all hell breaks loose
5: well well no one i know we have to go but no one in the world implements a new system without leaving the old one up for a while it's called parallel processing <laughs> every company does it that way cuz you know there's going to be bugs in the new system
3: and what are you genius, dry run it our you...
5: geniuses up there they don't dry run it they don't have a backup plan and people are stuck without making their unemployment checks they got to take money out of the bank or take out a loan this is the common sense stuff we need to do, but I'm glad you had me in. I'd love to come in again. Yeah, sure, I love anytime. getting these questions. I'm just telling people, we're going to win this election. Hang on. If, if you've been waiting for a while, hang on. Help is on the way. The momentum is out there. We're going to be tough, and and we're going to bring the state back, Todd. I'm convinced of it.
3: All right. Thank you very much, Bob Stefanowski, for being here. Good to see you. Thank you, and Todd. And we'll do it again soon. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two.